0: On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for the wheel. I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns. Ladies and down. gentlemen, out the window at Welcome to Not For Nothing Nothin with your hosts, a- Chris and Chris. How you doing, Chris?
1: That was a great opening.
0: Yeah. I thought we'd do pay a little, a little musical tribute to the gambler, the original gambler himself. Mr. Kenny Rogers, how are you doing that today, buddy?
1: I'm great. I'm doing much better now. Actually, I'm just having to listen to the gambler.
0: It will warm your heart. It will warm your, your heart and your cockles. <laughs> It'll make you feel, make you feel better. My cockles are always warm. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> Good. Well, your sub cockles, then. <laughs> um, I mean that we, this is not a this is not a fluke. We uh we actually you know we intended to open the show today with a tribute to, to the great uh late great Kenny Rogers who we lost uh, last week. Um, I could talk. I could do an entire show about Kenny Rogers, and I uh, and mm-hmm. I won't. I wouldn't do that to anyone, uh, because I already did it to my wife. I got sad. I got sad, man. I got sad. It was it, it was a sad it, one. It didn't kind of hit me
1: until like. Days later, really? Yeah, for some reason, and I'm a I'm a pretty big Kenny Rogers fan too. I think we've we've sort of shared yeah, this with each other have, over the years, sure. um, and our affinity and appreciation for him. But it just kind of yeah, kind of like I don't know with it, with sort of everything else going on or whatnot. But it just kind of it, it. I just was like, oh, Kenny Rogers died, and then it was like two days later, I was like, wow, like. Like I need to listen to some Kenny Rogers and I need to, like, you know, kind of I think about him a little bit, you know, and stuff. And it was, I don't know, it was just, it was kind of strange. And I, I grew up listening to Kenny. My dad, I think, had, like, you know, a couple of his, whatever, yeah. saw, you know, albums or whatever, uh, whatnot and stuff. So, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time listening to Kenny as a kid and, uh, and especially The Gambler for some reason. But I, um, I think
0: it, I think, you know, I, I I was a huge Kenny Rogers fan from the time I was like five years old on. And mm-hmm. anyone who's ever been bored enough to check out my Instagram saw that. I uh, posted the uh, Kenny Rogers official uh, fan club 45 record uh, on it, um, which that my grandmother got me a subscription to when I was a kid. But I think you're right. I think the Gambler like really like that's probably was the gateway drug to Kenny Rogers for me. Yeah, and then and then it cracked open a bunch of other songs. And the the, the funny thing is, is like Kenny Rogers barely wrote any songs. He wrote like. Sweet Music Man, which is a great song, I I entire, I, I, I hope you go check it out. But uh, but mostly he just sang other people's songs. He just did yeah. it so fucking well, right? And he picked a lo- he picked a lot of good ones. He picked a lot of good ones. He picked. I mean, he even had you know Prince even wrote him a song. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. But he didn't. It is. I don't like it.
1: You know, I I sort of re-listened to it, it's and I was bad. like, yeah, it's not that great. Like Prince does a better job of it, obviously. But, yeah. but the fact that Prince admired him enough and probably liked him enough, uh, I'm assuming that that he wrote him a song specifically because he had that kind of he had that um, kind of that R and
0: B soulness yeah. to him, right? Well, and well, Lionel, he was kind of Lionel like this weird, a, like sexy kind of teddy bear kind of vibe, though. There's not, there isn't a, a a mom out there that didn't Ooh. have a little crush on Ten, on yeah. Kenny Rogers, like there. And I think most guys were probably
1: like secretly like
0: yeah would either want to sleep with him or be him basically yeah, yeah. or both uh, yeah he was the ultimate bear he never had like he he always had a paunch he was never a svelte guy yeah. and no. he worked on his body I know that he played tennis because it's all he talks about in these fan club records <laughs> is playing tennis and Uno <laughs> um, but he uh, he. Yeah, uh he was I, I I mean he I think he was respected. I know that Lionel Richie wrote, was his writing partner, wrote yep. a bunch of songs for him. They were good yep. friends, which um, when a commodore uh is a is a writing partner that yep. gives lends a lot of credit, you know, credo. He also had a psychedelic rock career before his mm-hmm. big country career, uh which I think also expanded his 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 breadth uh yes. into the into multiple genres. He Definitely. uh it, I, and also Sports related, he was, and and we're going to get into this. This is a, a little bit of a teaser for uh, later on in the show when we talk about some of our best uh, quarantine sports movies. Six Pack, uh, which was a movie about stock car racing. Yeah, was Kenny Rogers. That, I, dude, I remember seeing previews or trailers for Six Pack, and I went on opening night with my dad. I was <laughs> so fucking excited for Six Pack. <laughs> And it did not disappoint because it was just about a bunch of orphan kids, which is like a kid's favorite thing to, to like fantasize about, being like adopted and becoming the pit crew for Kenny Rogers' fucking race team, which is like, that is the, that's it. That's everything I wanted at that moment in my life was to fantasize that like I didn't have my parents. Not that I don't love my parents, but that, you know what I mean? Like the boxcar children and shit like that. Like being a, an orphan yeah, yeah, is awesome yeah. when you're a kid. Uh, yeah, which I think he had that
1: movie. I don't think he wrote it, but he had he had help in like kind of creating it or or kind of wanting to make that movie. I think or something. Really? Right? Yeah, I think there's some legend there that. And he, he wanted to make a movie or something and, and it was, I don't know. There's, I don't know. I, I shouldn't really say too much about it, I guess. Cause I don't remember exactly, but there's a story there. I think where he was kind of a part of it from the beginning or something like that, or someone wrote it for him or something to that effect. Maybe, Interesting. um, which is also kind of, uh, kind of hits uh, one of my other points about him that I kind of with movies and, and him and coming in like the sort of the, you know, the late sixties and into the seventies is when he exploded. But I kind of compare him to sort of like the Burt Reynolds of like music. Yeah. Oh dude. It right, is, there's, there's there's not a coincidence. They they came around the same time, they kind of had the same like aura and vibe.
0: There's, a, right? and there's a kind of the same look to, to, like to, a, to a to a degree. A weird crossover when you like for some reason when I think of like and the, you won't agree with this, but like Terry Bradshaw, Kenny mm-hmm. Rogers, and and Burt Reynolds, like they all like were kind of into country and acting and yeah. football. Like they were yeah. all doing like like that was like the like Basically, like they were like a cologne ad away from like the the, <laughs> yeah, the, the perfect definitely. the yeah, 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 like yeah. Is, that is that was everything you wanted in the seventies. Was to like <laughs> like maybe facial hair is included in that, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like right? The, oh, absolutely. You yeah. had to have the facial hair. You had to. Uh, yeah. There's a it's uh, and I know that there's a there's a photograph going around of, of Kenny Rogers with the Pittsburgh Steelers, which I hadn't seen until after he died. Big ups to Bob Ballard for sharing that one for me. Uh, and apparently, it was a it was a photo shoot or a, a, a like Terry or sorry, Kenny did a thing with the with the Steelers as part of like. Kenny Rogers American whatever special like
1: yeah like some sort of TV special yeah like a TV
0: special which was every week for like right. uh, always and I don't know why they don't do more of those they would be amazing like you imagine like they should totally bring can you imagine back? like the weekend like all <laughs> American like <all-American>, scoofball <laughs> like, special where he like hangs out with the fucking I don't know Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel or whatever you know what I mean like <laughs> Don Knotts. <laughs> 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 it was hologram Donuts. Hologram Donuts. The weekend and uh, yeah, and like and like the, the woman who kisses people with the big tits on the football field. <laughs>
1: Elvira or something. Just make them now, but it's all like retro people.
0: It's from, the people that uh, are still alive day. from back then.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. That'd um, be great.
0: <laughs> then doing weird weird twenty twenty second snippet <laughs> duets and then and then and then Coke. <laughs> um, one other note on Kenny Rogers. Okay. <laughs> as we di- as and I think this is an important one. Uh, you know one of one of Kenny Rogers' uh, biggest hits is is uh, we've got tonight mm-hmm. which uh, which was originally br- was written uh, in 19- 19 and, and originally performed on Stranger in Town by the great Bob Seger. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bob Seger is a uh, as as anyone knows uh, is is sort of the the spirit animal of the show, if you will. Um, yes. So it's cool that there's a tie-in between those two mm-hmm. guys. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure there was a mutual res- beard respect going on between between oh, for them. for sure. For sure. Because not everybody I, was rocking a beard then. No, not everybody. No, no. He was also the – I mean, he's literally – he's got to be the, the, the k- duet king, right, of uh, all time? For like, sure. Of music? Yeah. I think that people – when he died, I think the first thing people thought of was like, Oh, the gambler—he's gone. And then, as like the sort of outpouring of emotion, and Dolly Parton let the forefront of this. Like she, like her, like Twitter post was like heartbreaking. Like when you, then when people started realizing, oh wait, that song. Oh wait, that song. Like Kim Carnes, Sheena Easton, Dolly Parton, Mm -hmm. Willie Nelson, Mm -hmm. fucking uh, Dottie West. Like there isn't. Kenny Rogers sang with fucking everybody. Like everybody. everybody. Or everybody wanted to sing with him, maybe, too, I think, to some degree. Well, he had that. F- I mean, he didn't... His, it was an effortless singing voice. It was. Uh, yeah. And he was a great bass player, too, which I think is another thing that Prince respected. Oh, about I didn't him. know that at all. Yeah. He, uh, in first oh. edition, Kenny's playing the, the, the bass, like, in every song. Oh, huh. okay. There is a, there's an old clip of him playing... I think it's on Tonight Show, uh, with Johnny Cash at piano and Kenny Rogers playing the upright bass, and it's pretty fucking cool.
1: Nice! Oh, great! I want
0: to check that out. Yeah, do it. I mean, nice. you could spend hours. You could spend hours on on YouTube watching Kenny clips. There's a great one of <laughs> yeah. him, him. and Dolly Parton doing "We've Got Tonight," where she like surprises the audience from from b- backstage, and it's Sheena Easton's part, and she shits on Sheena Easton in the lyrics, which is pretty cool. <laughs> she says, "We've got tonight. Who needs Sheena Easton?" It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's worth There's out. also...
1: There's also one of him on, um, where he opens like the Grammys in like 1980 with, um, uh, it's Donna Summer or Shaka Khan or somebody, I think. And, um, they they sort of do a medley of all the songs that are nominated for the, for the Grammys that year or whatever. And he's, there's a couple of them where It's, it's sort of like, I don't know if one's earth, wind and fire or something like that. And he's trying to hit the high notes and he just fucks it up. <laughs> yeah. And he just, and he just kind of like he just starts chuckling as he's like singing it still because he's like, oh whatever, I screwed that up. Who cares? I don't care. Like, like you know, he's like, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to sing these songs like how they're supposed to be sung, but he's just doing his best, kind of a thing. He's He's just
0: doing it. Kenny, goddamn Rogers.
1: Yeah, and he just kind of laughs at himself, you know. And it's like, and I thought that's kind of like an endearing thing about him was everyone can kind of kind of relate to him or find something about him that he he had that sort of endearing like chemistry with with the singers in in the duets and but also with like the audience. Uh, and 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 even like people like I think even like acting I think to some degree like he kind of was like this this affable like f-
0: lovable little yeah I mean he kind of you know? played himself but the weird thing was is like he he had played outside of himself for for a big part of his his career like. He was he was just trying to get famous. So the first edition like psychedelic rock was all the rage. So he was like, "All right, well, I'm going to get a psychedelic rock band together and I'm going to be the first <laughs> edition." I'm going to And he did he did it well, you know, like but, yeah. but this song Sweet Music Man is a it's it's autobiographical. It's like it's like stop fucking, you know, stop being someone you're not. You're a hell of a singer, but like it's time to let go of that. And then once I think he like found the confidence in being himself and just being like a guy that sings other people's songs as a country and western singer like or yeah. or like sort of middle of the road country and western singer? Yeah, totally. I think he right. I think
1: he He was a huge crossover guy.
0: Yeah, I think that that worked for him. I think that and yeah. that's and I think that that's the confidence you see in his acting and I think that's the confidence you see in him like doing like live like stupid television shows and shit like that. Yeah. And right, I, and exactly. I and I think that like he I mean, you look at fucking even like there's an episode of Seinfeld with Kenny Rogers roasters, you know, <laughs> yeah, like right? like he was still fucking like in the public lexicon, like he was even, the man, yeah, yeah Exactly. just the man. So I think yep. you know I, I wasn't expecting it, and and for me, you know, it's a it's a dark time. Everyone knows this, but like it it made me miss my grandma, and it made me just mm-hmm. really kind of like made me kind of sad, you know, and it, and I think it like helped me like it helped me like sort of come to terms with some emotions that I've been pushing down. Uh, and so, like, I mean, even in his death, Kenny had some lasting impact on me, which is pretty fucking cool.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I think it's kind of, it's, I don't know, in a way, for me, it, it's, in a, it's kind of fitting, especially with the Gambler and the lyrics and, and two of the, like, sort of the last couple lines in that song. Um, as he's, you know, he's talking to the Gambler and the Gambler kind of gives him the, the guy the advice or whatever. And then he says, somewhere in the darkness, the Gambler, he broke even. Yep. But in his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. And I just... It just, you know, it's like, I, it's not, he's not speaking about himself, obviously, or whatever, but it, it just kind of, I think it's, to me, it speaks to me in those lines about, about him, I'll, uh, I'll and sort of find being at peace with, with Kenny Rogers sort of passing and whatnot as well.
0: That's awesome, dude. This one's, nice. this one's for you, Gambler. Uh, well, hopefully we'll do it justice, uh, by, <laughs> by, by doing a very, uh, jarring segue into the fact that, well, another <laughs> sort of positive note, uh, <laughs> Today's opening day or as Chris and the New York Post put it, no opening day of major <laughs> league baseball. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like the New York Post all that much, but they they do well with their puns. They're they're pun geniuses. Uh, yeah. the I I'm sure there's a and pun in there. It's just it's perfect. It's absolutely a perfect headline. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Uh, no opening day. I mean, I, I it, it was I know I keep going back to sports radio, but fuck, it is a golden age of sports radio right now. <laughs> like, I, it, they're so bummed that there's no opening day, and it's so great. And they're like, I don't want to see a shorter baseball year, and I don't I want, want to see – Have you heard this idea of seven-inning uh, doubleheader? Or, yeah, yes. So it's yeah. perfect. Who would – that's – that's, I'd go to that. I'd watch <laughs> seven-inning doubleheaders. That's fucking. That's what I want to see. Like that's That's how you used to play all the time back in the day, except for the seven innings. But but seven innings makes it perfect. Makes Mm -hmm. it like hell. Make you make it six. Make it six. I feel like seven innings, though. You can still do like a starter, a middle reliever, and a and a closer, right? Like you've got okay, sure. You know what I mean,
1: right? And it's kind of got to be odd, I guess. Maybe I don't know for some reason. Maybe yeah, because it's
0: baseball. You're right. Yeah, it's it's got to be odd for because baseball has to have some stupid goofiness to it every yeah or
1: i'm sure you could do what at least probably i don't don't know math obviously and there's an algorithm that could probably figure this out for us but at least like a quarter of the games you make double headers and then make them seven or six or seven innings right and so you're not playing every game's like a double header or every day is a double header no you can you can cut the 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 dates at least by a quarter maybe maybe a little bit more than that a third or something where you just end up playing double headers and shorten the games, and yeah. and I think you kind of win with a lot of people that way.
0: You cut it down to 120 games. You do double headers or seven innings, and fucking that's it. That. This talk of like moving baseball to like December in oh, domes, oh god,
1: no. you can't do that because then you you then you can't push the next season back. Also, then. who's gonna fucking watch it? Who right. Like, well, yeah, because football and everything else and
0: I mean, I think that uh, this is all moot. I think it doesn't matter. I think we're going to fuck it. I don't think we're going to see a baseball season this year. I think this fucking shit is going to last way longer based on everything I've been hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh it's fun it's fun to speculate and you know whatever, sure. but I I no opening day. I mean, I it might be no season. Um I'm, which is the reality. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. I'm not
1: missing it. I'll tell you that much. I know. I know people are, but I'm not. I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you know what?
0: It's fucking March 26th. Yeah. It's opening Maybe day come Ma- June. We're missing opening July. day March 26th 20- Yeah, exactly. When I can't walk down the fucking road and go to a $20 Pirates game, I'm going to miss that. <laughs> That's what I'm going to miss. You know, you know, my dog's not gonna miss the fucking home runs every god. The the home run fireworks every goddamn night. Like it's (laughs) she. My dog is winning the quarantine. I'm home all the time. She goes on way more walks than she ever would have. And there's no fireworks, so dogs win. It's dogs' time. Maybe they'll take over the world. Maybe they
1: should do. Maybe they should coincide the start of the season if it's possible in July with like the when the All Star Game was supposed to supposed to yeah. like happen while they do it and like, they just play just play the start the season with the all-star games on the fourth of july <laughs> on the fourth of july, july and like just sort of
0: who you think should have been all-stars yeah. For the season. yeah yeah <laughs> just like a like a fantasy bet like a fantasy yeah. draft yeah. yeah you're just yeah. like guessing you're like ah <laughs> cinder guard right i know that name yeah, yeah, you going to like, yeah i bet you'd have a better game you just be like they should just let two fucking players like, do the same thing as the, as the NBA. Let two draft, players yeah. draft, uh, they, but they can only take two players from each team or some shit like that. It would be great.
1: Yeah, yeah it
0: would be great. Yeah. Uh, I also have another way to fix baseball. I thought of this the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how when you're doing a penalty kick in soccer, uh, yep. you can do basically anything, and one of the things you can do is a fake kick. Uh, why can't box be brought back to baseball? Why can't you balk? Like it's stupid. Just do it. Just if yeah. you if you're willing to fucking wind up, throw the ball and not throw and not release the ball. <laughs> who cares What does it matter to the, the to the batter? it doesn't. Like it, doesn't right? it doesn't. Just make, it just makes it sketchier. It would just be fu- it would be funny. Like let's say like you lo- it's a ball if you do it. You know? Like it's just a sure. ball. Like yeah. that's it. Like if you don't release the ball, that just means you pitched it like outside. That's a balk. Like, why not? It just would be goofy. It would be funnier. I, I don't and Actually, understand. it would be more exciting for the guys on base or to,
1: when the guy is on base for, for viewers and stuff because the guy could try to fake him out yeah. and then turn around and like, try to throw the guy out. Yeah. And I think that would make the game actually a little more entertaining. It would be bonkers. It would be so wild.
0: I, I, am, I, I just don't think like, they can do it on like, penalty Like You can't even step off the rubber as a pitcher. It's so like, that's dumb how, how intense that moment has to be. Why, did, why can't they just throw the fucking loosen ball? up a little. Yeah, loosen up yeah. baseball. Yeah. It's dumb. Uh, all right, yeah. so let's 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 move away and into man. There's so many good topics we've got. Like a lot to cover here today, um, and I wanna. I know we're gonna spend a lot of time on these uh, on these quarantine movies. So let's burn through the uh, the boring shit like a uh, Tampa Tommy chapter two. <laughs> TV Basically, 12. the whole thing about this
1: is it's it's just. We last week we discussed like Winston being a backup to like Big Ben in Pittsburgh or moving on, yeah. you know, from moving Tampa Bay moving on from, from Winston, and whatnot, because the Tom Brady is there and he's gonna be such an upgrade. But and I sent you this article, it was from uh, Stephen Ruiz from USA Today, which is I think it was an excellent article. And he had these it was really USA great colors. Colorful graphics yeah. graphs. Yeah. Graphics. Uh, and so basically his his what he kind of showed and proved there is that all the throws that both of these guys make, right, and it's sort of it's, it's the route combinations, you know, of like seams or crossers or underneath and ins-outs and all those blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And also with the type of, of type of offensive play in, as a dropback—is it a quick dropback? Is it a long one? Is a play action? All those things. Winston and Brady's stats were almost identical across the board from last year. Uh, from last year, just last season alone. Um, and the only things that really stood out is that. Uh, Winston threw more deep balls and threw more of them accurately, whereas Brady was threw a lot more balls underneath. Uh, and so it's it's to me it was like I just want it just kind of proved to me that maybe Brady isn't that big of an upgrade over Winston, especially in this offense. I, I mean, and you, even though Bra- a- Arians is saying that like Brady can throw the deep ball. and he had I saw another stat, someone threw out another stat that Brady had probably the most. Uh, 20 plus or uh, touchdowns over 20 yards thrown last season he led the league in that or something which is fine which sort of goes back to the point that i think maybe the the biggest meaning and takeaway from this is that brady is just he he knows how to save a play or not throw a play away necessarily by throwing actually throwing the ball away yeah he, he, he's, a he's to great, it, great
0: at saving his ass by throwing it away and he actually uh, on those longer routes and not taking noticed, big risks he he's He never underthrows his – or rarely underthrows his receiver. He often overthrows his receiver, which is a safer bet, right? And if if rumors are true and he picks up – an A.B. ends up in fucking Tampa Bay, which I don't know if you've heard that rumor. Uh, I mean, think of like that's – he's got crazy weapons. He's got – that's – he can chuck – he's going to be able to chuck – he's just got better receivers, right? Yeah,
1: and so he doesn't need to throw it maybe a lot down the field, and I don't know if he will because that's just not his style anymore because he can't. He can't throw – down the field like 20 times a game maybe like or whatever the number is like winston well, does. got so it's not t- high he to time volume to do that but he could pick his spots because he knows and sees and maybe reads and diagnoses the play and the defense better than
0: winston can chris i think that there's a team uh, i you know so far my favorite free agent signing uh, not xfl related is uh <laughs> is man is emmanuel sanders to uh to, 100%. to new orleans 100 their their number 2 receiver last year was Ted Ginn Jr. He had 30 receptions. 30. Yeah, yeah. That's have never had a, a like a legit number 2. That's a fu- that's a fall off of like 100, over 100 receptions. Like yep. from 1 to 2 yeah. wideouts. Manny Sanders is a fucking is a legit number 1 receiver on most teams, I believe. And I think that this may, like Yes. I, I honest and with the I, I think they're making all the right moves. I think that the are Saints the Saints to me now I've I've jumped them ahead of of uh, everyone else, in my I, still th- I, <laughs> I still think. I think so. I think you're right. I think they're the team to beat. I think that you're going to see a fucking. It's going to be a crazy offense. I I personally believe that.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a great one, especially then with with uh, Cook as the tight end now. Yes. As um, it, like the third option, as a legit now the legit third option for for uh, Breeze. I don't think has had this kind of uh, talent across the board for a long time. I agree. Uh, and so I think it'll make Jimmy Graham well. era. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and he—I don't even think then they even had a legit number two wide receiver at that point. So it was probably Graham was kind of the <laughs> was the de
0: facto two. Yeah, I—that's uh, the team I'm. I'm most excited about. Um, I'm back on board with him too. Okay, can we quit? Can, since I know you don't want to talk about the XFL, can we quickly jump to that? Because uh, I because I know you're going to try to breeze past it, but I want I want to point out something to you. Uh, so so far. The XFL, there have been, as of today, 10 signings uh, of XFL players by NFL teams. Two of those are quarterbacks, one of which you hate more than any human being on earth. That's P.J. Walker to the Panthers. But also Jordan Ta'amu has gone to the uh, KC Chiefs as a backup uh, Uh to Mahomes there. Uh, But the big winner in the XFL sweepstakes is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. They have three ex-XFL players. Two two of which are New York Guardians, one of which is Tyree Cannell, DB for the DC Defenders.
1: Woo!
0: Yeah! Woo! Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. And guess who got signed by the Los Angeles Chargers? Uh, Oh, the tight end guy? Donald Parham has a contract with the fucking Los Angeles Chargers. Chris, who did I say was the player to watch? And the NF to, for NFL scouts coming out of the XFL season.
1: <laughs> I believe it was this tight end.
0: It is wow. this tight end. I'm telling you, he's a fucking monster. In fact, earlier this week, yeah. I was sending you... eight. he can run. I was sending you cl- college clips of him being like, someone needs to sign this guy. <laughs> uh, I became Instagram friends with him. I was like, nice. I, just to keep tabs on him. And uh, yeah, earlier this week, uh, Donald Parham, congratulations to you, buddy. You got a fucking... You got an NFL contract. I don't know if that That's- means he's a practice squad guy or what, but... I I I really think he's he's he if he bulk's up a little bit he's a fucking beast he's got good hands he's a mm-hmm. giant he's basically a receiver in a tight end's body and I fucking mm-hmm. I'm I'm all about it. I think
1: he's I think he's potential like shades of
0: like Darren Waller in in, in totally. uh with the Raiders. Yeah, you sent me a scouting report on him uh Yeah,
1: that was my best uh that was my best um uh, what's his
0: name from ESPN? Scouting I know who you're Night. talking about. I can see his dumb hair, and I can't think of his yeah, name. Yeah, Mel
1: Kuyper. That was my yeah. best Mel Kiper. <laughs> I was pressure. gonna say
0: Nick Fowler for some reason. <laughs> Mel Kuyper. Yeah, you did a good Mel Kuyper. Thanks. I, I, Thanks. It, I watched that entire. Uh, I watched that entire like a uh, uh, college college highlight reel. It was like four hours <laughs> of. Uh, oh my god. Oh uh, no. So it was it was like seven minutes long, but it was just a loop of like. Eh, Night. <laughs> I was like, wow, this song really can just be played forever. It just has like, and every time there's a hard hit, it's just like, ooh. Anyway, that's it on the XFL. Just, I, right. I think, you know, you always, you'd always said that's the one thing that's good that's going to happen with the XFL, is it's a, a bit of a farm system for the NFL, mm-hmm. and uh, so far that has proven to be true. I don't know if any of these players will pan out, but yep. considering there was a five-game season, mm-hmm. uh. It's pretty cool that like some of these players are getting uh, did get it's a great. little bit of I, burn.
1: I'm happy for them, good for them, uh, and, and hopefully some of those guys actually do make the team. And, and whether it's even on the practice squad or not, like uh, they, at least they're getting a, a chance. A second
0: look. I think a lot of these players mm-hmm. got a quick first look, and uh, you mm-hmm. know were cut, and this gave them a chance to sort of shine again. So, uh, in other XFL. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> The XFL's, Chris, the XFL's biggest go. fan will slowly creep back into his shell now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Chris, let's go back to Tampa Bay real quick. Okay. Because I think this is a good story that you will appreciate, and our fans will appreciate too. Okay. Tampa Tommy is trying to steal trademarks again here. The, was, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in using or and uh, use this. Uh, it's a TB. XTB slogan. So Tampa Bay times t- TB times TB. I guess is another way you're supposed to read it. Okay. When they announced the signing of Tom Brady to their organization, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They broadcast all on their social media and stuff. So now, days later or a week later, however long that took, Brady and his agent have, must have liked that that slogan or that logo, whatever you want to call it, so much that they filed a trademark application for it. Okay. TB times TB. Yeah. do you? I did you. It makes okay. me kind of think that like the Bucks agreed to let him have that because it, it's posted on their on like their Instagram account. Don't they know that? Right? Like, so, like they came up with it.
0: They, they don't they know that this is just gonna create with people that are just gonna make T-shirts that say TB equals TP. <laughs> maybe, maybe. That's what I would do immediately. If I was Which, a like, he's fan. the one that's filing the trademark for it, and it's not his idea or design. Who cares? Fuck Tom Brady. Like,
1: but here, and I'll give you. This is, my, this, is gonna, this is my like, proof. Like, let me do, just like go down like, this road. Cb times
0: bit. tb like cbd oil like ooh CB, ctb oil. <laughs> <laughs> but he,
1: the one that he came up with already, he's already selling this on his tb twelve tb twelve brand. Yeah, is tb twelve Tampa Bay. Oh,
0: uh, God, just little.
1: So that's the best he could come up with. But now he's stealing the organizations. Well. And this care. is already after he tried to steal Tom Terrific phrase yeah. but was denied
0: by the patent and trademark office because that is deemed unique and forever identified with Tom Seaver. Great. Thank fucking god. Uh right? does so Hold on. so is the tuberculosis like foundation going <laughs> to go after Tom Brady for this one? They I think they well maybe if he didn't have the TB12
1: uh, if they have the 12 attached well I think yeah I think they would tell him to cease and desist. But well, I've like, got that's an idea been
0: since people started coughing <laughs>
1: I've got an idea for him okay. and for us, and I think we should trademark this one right away. <laughs> okay, all
0: right, all right. But our lawyers should lawyer it, shouldn't
1: it be TB two, like TB squared? Yeah, right. Yes, but the actual logo would have the number twelve, number twelve in it. But the one is like sort of that negative spaced, you know, kind of look like well, like the Big Twelve did it when they or the Big Ten did it when they went to eleven teams, but like there was two like. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh,
1: to ones like around the ten or the around the negative me? space.
0: <laughs> what? Can you draw this for me? I'm getting lost in your in your artistic mind.
1: I need. Well, I need. I need one of our readers, maybe the guy that <laughs> made the, the logo, our logo We're, for us, could Ryan, do this for me, or something, Ryan. because I
0: don't know how to do this.
1: <laughs> but it's a TB, like a TB square. But there's a. There's a one in there that's kind of negative spaced in the, in the in the B or something maybe. I'm not sure exactly how this works. But I think someone else – someone very creative more than Nate could – I think we should do this and I think we should trademark this right away and we can start selling sell T-shirts in Tampa.
0: Great. Let's, let's okay. so – you be more excited for this. Not, I don't understand it at all. <laughs> I will say this. Well, instead uh, I, of TB times TB, it's just TB squared. Yeah, I get it. I see the TB squared, but I don't understand where this one comes from.
1: Because it's TB. Well, so you just incorporate the twelve. It's TB twelve, TB squared. So it's like you. It, the, the one is there just for like branding purposes for TB twelve, but it's it's not really. It's not overly noticeable. It's not TB twelve.
0: Like you know what I'm saying. Anyway, it's confusing me. It's I, I, I now kind of see it in my mind. Right. Uh, like it's a faint. A f- it's a faint one. It's or a faint it's, one. In the, in the, right. but wouldn't that be like? Tb to the twelfth power, wouldn't that confuse people?
1: Right, but so that's or why TB, it's like the, why, the one's not, not, not supposed
0: to actually be there, but you but see TB it. Tb to the twelfth power isn't actually that bad. I kind of like that too. Maybe, yeah, but I, be bet too. TB, yeah. I think Tom Brady would would just be like, yeah, "That doesn't. I want that. I own that." Sure, you can buy it from us then, <laughs> and then we'll be millionaires. Chris. <laughs> well, well, speaking of speaking of logos, what yeah. are, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the on the Los Angeles, the, I just have to read this whole note that you wrote because you're like being so <laughs> hilarious lately with your, you're basically trying to, you're trying out for the New York Post. Yeah. Eric, I'm get a job Dick Urson ramming the logo home. So uh, <laughs> there's a, a, a very clear and obvious dick in the Los Angeles Rams logo, which no one's talking I, about, but clearly. I don't see it. You don't see it? No. I sent you a picture of the like most memed human being. In the Rams logo, so you could see the dick. Did you not? Did you not get that, that picture Can I, I pick sent? Up on that one. No, look, look at, look oh, at well, that guy. Yeah, that's the dick. Oh, you see the dick now. I see it. Now you see the dick. Oh, now I see. I made it, it. easy for you. Oh, this is good radio, well, y'all! Wow, yeah. yeah, it's just a dick. Like the forehead I did not see it between the eyes and the top of the nose. Yeah, is it's clearly the Yeah, a it's dick. sort of
1: like the, how the uh, the map of new, uh, NYC is
0: like a is like quote it's unquote like a, like a
1: Roman war helmet, but it's a yeah, it's yeah. A penis with so balls.
0: Yeah. so so what the 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 controversy here is that the the Rams revealed a new logo uh, without ah. realizing that there's a giant dick in it, and then now L, I cannot, and then, of course, not. You can't not see it. Once you've seen it, it's there forever. It's like burned into <laughs> your brain. And Eric Dickerson was like, he's a president on some fucking board of the what is he like a like the booster? Hey, board. He has a
1: he has a position with that organization, yeah. but he's
0: also he he's unofficially calls himself the ambassador. Yeah. So he was like, hey guys, don't uh don't you know don't let's not use this logo. And the team's like, why? <laughs> and he's like, "Cause don't do it." Like, and everyone, like everyone's trying to dance around the fact that it looks like a dick. But like, no one is saying that that. He why. actually even
1: said it in a, in an article with oh, the LA he Times.
0: He was like, "Oh, good, because um, the, there's a quote on him saying it. like it, it looks like a penis." Okay, because ESPN was like trying to make it seem like it was like a, a weird color scheme or it looked too stupid and cartoony or whatever. But yeah, it's it's a dick, and uh, they will not use it. There's no way they could use it at this point, right? No,
1: they won't. Uh, Yeah, he said, someone said it looks like a penis. It did. They say, uh, that says it all right there. That should be enough for the Rams to say we messed up. We're going to keep what we got. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they, they, here, here's my problem, though. It's part of this interview that, that Eric Dickerson did, and he's right about the logo. And I and I think, I mean, they can make it a little obvious changes probably to that penis shape to make it not look like a penis. I'm glad you see the penis now. I'm glad you're on the yeah. side of the penis. Oh, it's, it's amazing how you. I didn't see it at all. But maybe <laughs> I just don't. I just don't see penises, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but my problem with Eric Dickerson, it, this whole thing, penis. this whole problem, though, is that he part of this interview he did with the LA Times is that he basically kind of quotes other teams and going you don't see the Cowboys, Steelers, Packers, Raiders changing their logos. And he kind of made it in the in the in the te- pretext of when they moving moving into new stadiums. But he also says the Rams have the oldest logo in football. Why change it? Why mess with something that is so good? And I think he was also trying to draw parallels to those other franchises It's like those tra- those franchises never change their logos. They have, you know, the Dallas star and, and the Steelers, you know, yeah, three stars kind that of stay thing. in the fucking same city, asshole. Right, exactly. But that's those other teams are exactly historical and and iconic. Yeah. But and most of them are considered blue bloods of football, right? And with their history and stuff. And while the while the Rams have technically been one of the oldest fo- teams in football history, they're not they're no. not iconic. They're not a no. blue blood no. organization in a team, no. right? And more to the point is that uh, all these teams actually have other teams that actually have changed their logos multiple times, e- even their color schemes. Like the Cowboys and Steelers didn't incorporate the star or their other logo until the sixties. Yeah.
0: No, no, I, I, Eric, you're like the Packers. The
1: Packers used to be blue and yellow and before 1949. And that's when they moved to green and yellow. They also, that in the 59 was when they incorporated the G which is when Vince Lombardi took over, and it was two years after they moved into Lambeau Field. Wasn't so it but, might not have like coincided with him moving to the end, but they they obviously deemed like some sort of a fresh change and start was a new a couple years after moving. I don't think into you get the to the be an
0: iconic franchise, and I, the Raiders are included in this. If you switch cities, I just I, you're out, and I know that the yeah, Steelers absolutely. were awesome. also totally. like the. The they started Eagles. in Cleveland, all places. Yeah, I know. I know some places started in other cities, like the Steelers. I think have been like they were kind of like the Pennsylvania team for a while, and they might have been like right. They might have had a, a co-team with the Eagles, um, like Chicago. The Ra- the Bears started like Decatur, Illinois right. or something. Which but I'm I don't saying know like where it's like since, it, but in the NFL era, since the what do they call it, the merger, uh, sure. If you've changed teams, you're not an iconic franchise or no it. but even
1: if you even if you like they were most of these teams have changed logos over the years slightly to some degree the, the cowboys have always been a star since the 60s but they've kind of redesigned it a little bit where they did like the white and blue outline around the star and stuff well chris here's, um, here's one thing you know so I it's like I, it's like so don't like don't try to say like like, like great teams don't change logos and, and this isn't like this is an iconic logo and stuff like it's you're the Rams,
0: dude. Well, I want to see what I what I don't see is what I want to see more of is like, is like what happened to like the more cartoony and their and things. their logo originally isn't so good. Why can't they just be more cartoony? Like why can't we be more like college and have like the like UNLV running rebels guy. Or like the or Bucky the Beaver or whatever the badger the guy from <laughs> Wisconsin like why can't what happened to like the golden age of cartoons representing teams like I don't I, know I missed I miss that because now they now they hire
1: because now they hire professional like PR companies and
0: and I know, ad used to be like to it used to be like the guy like the head dr- drawer for like Looney Tunes was like they're like give yeah, us a logo they used to hire they used to have the rate oh all right Chris this is a good one you'll like this okay. one the Raiders had,
1: when they first started, I think, uh, was that in the 60s as well? They had a contest through the local newspaper to come up with uh, the name of the team. The winner? You'll never guess what the winner actually was. What? They were supposed to originally be called the Oakland Seniors. No. Due to
0: their large, like, Hispanic population. Of course, like the Padres. (laughs) Yeah, but can you imagine what that logo would have been? It would be awesome. It was super oh racist. Oh, my God. It would have been so racist. How the Padres have gotten through without a single racist logo is, is pretty impressive, you have to say. It is impressive, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just that one like. Po- like there was the fryer the like. fryer swinging a bat. But that was it. They never went. They never went like racially tinged with it, which is good on them. No. Like now that I think it's about it, It's good on them. Yeah. Uh, all right. We can move away from this topic please right. let's do so
1: the point is is like is record, <laughs> uh,
0: as much as eric dickerson should
1: be sort of um I, I like his where he's kind of coming from in in sort of changing the logo or or doing i think what some of those uh, the fans did i think they they have better logos than what the the team came up with because they hired someone stupid to do that yeah but at, at the same time like don't don't try to sell this as like the the old logo was so much better and stuff. Okay. When actually, I think the new logo is actually better than what they I totally been using agree, And I, when years. I
0: saw it originally, I liked it. And I like the, I like going. I hate. I, I more important to me was that they moved away from that navy color scheme. I fucking, I always hated that navy, the the dark navy like St. Louis color scheme. It was yes, gold. Yeah, it looks yeah, yeah. Like and trash. the
1: yellow. I don't like the yellow so much. I like the white and the blue one. But yeah, whatever. Oh, for so sure.
0: everyone has their different opinions as too. So who cares? Ex- exactly. Win some fucking football games, Todd Gurley or yeah. whoever. Whoever's your running back now? Uh, <laughs> so you want to do some quick bad gambling? Sure. Uh, you've got. Do you uh, have time? We well we'll, well, we'll burn through it real quick. We'll and, make the, time. and then we'll clo- okay. we can close. Uh, I will say this on the bad gambling uh, topic. I wanted to. So I've I've gone to the I've gone to the racetrack the last two weeks, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And and the first week was the Aqueduct, and I was starting to get used to those jockeys and those trainers. Had a pretty good day. And then, as you pointed out, the aqueduct closed. So the next yep. week, me and my homies, Eric and RJ, we decided to take our talent to uh, Louisiana for the uh, to, to Fairgrounds, to, for the Louisiana, the Louisiana Derby, uh, which was the last race at Fairgrounds before they closed it for COVID-19. Hmm. So I don't I have any, I, I also had a big day there, um, but I'd, I knew a couple of, the, couple of the jockeys and trainers because I, I'd bet there in person. Um, I've I've gotten very deep into this, by the way. I'm very degenerate. I <laughs> actually had a great fucking day. I, I hit big on on a, on a couple races and gave some good tips. So I wanted right to yeah. give some I wanted to give some tips this week on uh on on New Orleans, but they closed. So I think I'm going this Saturday I'm gonna go to Santa Anita, which is a, a track that doesn't sound like it's gonna close. The governor's always pr- already promised it will stay open as long as there's no cases of COVID. Uh, so, Just horse deaths. So I'm death. hoping if I have a good week this week. I'll be able to give some, some actual gambling pointers to our listeners for the following week at Santa Ana. That's That's my, my, my promise to you. And on a side note, a football side note, the reason that they can't fucking, they had to close the, this, the track in, uh, in Louisiana was because a fucking stupid trainer and a stupid announcer were hanging out with Sean Payton. So Sean Payton fucking ruined the goddamn day. At the racetrack at fairgrounds. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks for what? Well, wait, are you sure Sean gave it to them, and that wasn't the other way around? Well, they were exposed to him. The, okay. That was that was the one of the, the like, One of the announcers was, was working from home. That's how I heard this story. Like, and that's when I knew that the, I like I was like they're gonna close the track. And sure shit, they just wanted <laughs> to get this big purse race in, and they did. And that was that. So I'm off to Santa Anita this weekend, Chris. Uh, you're welcome to join. We're getting a bigger crowd this week. We're we're gonna get get a couple more. Couple more fans. I think we might have like five or six dudes on a video conference. We'll be at the tracks, smoking stogies, and uh, having a good time. <laughs> can you now? Can you bet on if any horse will die at Santa Anita? <laughs> I know, dude. It's, it's. I don't feel good about it. Don't, don't get me wrong. Oh no! But I'm surprised you're not going to Tampa, here because that seems to be an overriding theme but, for us here Tampa, lately. I know, but Tampa is like it's a shit track. Uh, uh, and and they don't post. They don't actually. A lot of times they skip skip races live because it's just such a it's such a dog shit track.
1: Oh, and, uh, okay. yeah. And nice. Santa
0: Anita's just a nicer place. And I and I've I've also been reading up a little bit more about Santa Anita. But you never know. Who it, it's and it's whoever wants to. It, you can bet on whoever you want. Like it's well I, once they close that, you could just go back to Tampa then too. That's true. Tampa will never close. <laughs> it's T B times T B <laughs> times tuberculosis. <laughs> um, so anyway, on off off ponies, I just wanted to toot my own horn and, uh, and and tell you I hopefully have some some tips for you next week. Great, look forward to those. Uh, but you want to talk about Jameis and his odds of where he will land? Sure. Uh, I saw on
1: Odd Shark they had a they had an article posted, unlisted for which team Winston would be on come week one of the 2020 NFL no season, if there is a season. And the right. Dolphins surprisingly are the favorite at plus 100.
0: Yeah, the, the Steelers have officially said we're not taking him. They, oh, have they? They've gone on record. Yeah, they, they do not. That's want interesting. Him. I, that's they're, a mistake, too. They are happy with Paxton Lynch.
1: All right. That's. that's uh, oof. Anyway, so at first I was surprised when Winston um, was sort of listed with, with the Dolphins being on the top there. And, but then you kind of start thinking about it a little bit. And then Chris, uh, you know, Winston is kind of the less uh, athletic. Less hairy and younger version of, of of Ryan
0: Fitzpatrick, isn't he? Yeah, I mean he's he he's they played on the same team already. <laughs> yeah, that's true, <laughs> were, right? I'd like he's they've already they've already done this, and it and it. Kind I think of, they should bring it back. It kind of worked because it. it was a bit of a it was like oh we got the three good games out of out of Fitzmagic, and now he's gonna shit the bed, and now we might get three good games out of Jameis, and then he shits the bed. So maybe like. That's basically like kind of keep win going two, back win, win two, lose one, win two, lose one, and then you you might end up in the plan. <laughs> it's playoffs. kind
1: of a good combination there, yeah. actually.
0: Yeah, I like it. Uh, so that's but a favorite.
1: My, my, my thoughts, though, with, with with Miami, though, is is that maybe this maybe the 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 idea or the thinking behind this is at least is if they don't come away with with, with Tua Tagovailoa in, on the draft, is like maybe you would si- see them sign Winston then. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like it's sort of to kind of bring that in – whether they keep Fitzpatrick then or not, I don't know, but it, it maybe makes a little bit of sense from that, from that side of things. Because uh, like the next the people listed are, are the Skins, the Chargers, and the Patriots, which I just, I'm just not
0: entirely sure of any of those, and I'm pretty skeptical of any of those teams would do it. I, it's not a good move. I don't like those landing places for Jameis. At, like, definitely not the Redskins, because that, right. that he's just going to be like playing a couple of games, and then Haskins will get back in there. Uh, And the Patriots, and you
1: don't want you don't want him sort of to to be sort of this established veteran coming in with like a younger or a less established quarterback already on your roster, like the Skins have. You don't want to take, away from Hopkins or or younger guys like that um, who might he might who he might outplay because I don't think you really want him kind of going into like maybe be the starter. I think you want him to sort of be a reliable backup, if need be, like, like, um, like he would have been in, in Pittsburgh necessarily, or my
0: other thought would maybe what about, although it's not going to happen because they love Taysom Hill, but
1: what about New Orleans?
0: Oh, I love that. I mean, I, I, that to me makes the most sense, and he'd be so smart to go there. He'd be smart to take a pay cut. He'd be smart to go there. Like that would, That's a perfect system. Breeze is bound to get injured. He'd, he'd have a field day throwing to those guys, and, uh, I, and we, he'd win a couple games. I think that that's that's where he should go. Taysom Hill's a fucking wash. He's not good. I know.
1: But uh, now they've, they've said, like, even I think, your, I think your boy Peyton has already come out and said that Taysom, it will be the backup this season. He'll be the number two and he'll get, you know, he'll get kind of the same kind of reps and looks and stuff, whatever. And and they're still planning on him being the apparent to, or heir apparent to Breeze when he retires. So Which I think is insane because then he's like, what, the guy's like He's already 30 years old or about to be 30 years old. So now even a year or two more, and, and then he's gonna, you're going to hand over the range to that guy? I'm just
0: I'm not buying him. I don't like him. Uh, you're also not buying the Chargers and the Patriots won't be in on Cam. I mean, Cam's got to land somewhere, right? He's got to land somewhere. He, apparently, he's
1: healthy. Um, Bullshit. And, and Kind of going back to our, our guy with uh, the USA Today writer, Stephen Rees. He already wrote another article kind of showing – Cam struggles from last year and due to his injuries and most of that is from his foot. Now, I think the other thing to notice, notice note here is that I don't even though that his his contract wasn't guaranteed and they were they're saving like, you know, 18 million dollars or something by cutting him. I, I think if he wasn't healthy, they would have his he he probably would have had an injury guarantee in his contract. Hmm. And most guys do. And so like most guys, that's why you don't see them getting cut right away is because they, they wait until they can prove that he's healthy
0: and then they can cut him so they don't owe him money. Okay. That, I, so, I, that's a good take. I, I sort of thought it was different. I thought it was like, he's not healthy. They're not going to get anything for him. So they're cutting him because he's not, he won't pass a physical.
1: Right. Well, and, so, well, and that, so the other end of that then would be is that no team wants to, right now they can't give him a physical. No team wants to take the chance that he would fail their physical and right. trade something for him or trade or, or fail a physical or get really injured. Like they, they don't want to prove that he's not healthy enough for that team to trade for him. Right. So in, in, in that sense, like they knew Carolina would have to probably release him them because they're not going to keep him on the roster. So they would be like, listen, I think they basically just kind of played the waiting game. Like, listen, we'll wait. And probably most likely the scenarios are after the draft. So if like the chargers don't get to a, if, if that's what they actually want, they don't come away with two. maybe that you see them sign him. This whole thing about the the Patriots uh, going with, with Stidham, their rookie quarterback, or signing they signed Brian Hoyer the other day, apparently, too, getting a legitimate shot as the starting quarterback. I think he's all just smoke and mirrors, and I think Belichick is sort of playing this out perfectly. And he there's articles about Belichick in love and, and really admires what Cam does as a quarterback and his attribute. And they get him for nothing. And so, like, right, and get him for nothing. You, you get him for nothing, and you let sort of the rest of the offseason play out here a little bit. You let the draft play out to see if you can come away with – what you think is your your quarterback of the future, and if you don't, then you then you can easily pivot to Cam and let him still have more time to kind of heal up. And when you can actually give him a physical and bring him in on
0: the team, I think he's he's well
1: prepared for that possibility. Mid-season and, adjustments and so are, are, Bel-
0: are Belichick's wheelhouse, or like early season adjustments. Also, like. I was wondering, could the Patriots just fucking tank and go after a Clemson quarterback for the, in the draft next year? It's. I mean, have I, the quarterback. not out of the another realm of possibility, and I know people have brought this up, but I, I'm not sure. Like
1: Belichick is that kind of guy, especially yeah. in that division where it's not. It's not like they have a terrible team necessarily here. I mean, um, do they? They can they? still compete for the playoffs. I, I'm just not sure he's gonna like you know. And if they would be tanking, wouldn't they be getting rid of a lot of their other
0: guys like he usually does for draft picks and whatnot? Maybe. I don't know. I I just I feel like there might be an abort button uh, somewhere There the might season.
1: be there might be and maybe that's after the draft where they're like they're not getting what they want or they're not maybe like they don't Sam Can Newton and and maybe towards the, the beginning of the year if they actually do go through um training camp and they notice he doesn't have a, as great of a team as maybe he he wants or hopes and maybe they start selling, kind of selling off players here and there but you also don't give Devin McCordy and a couple of those other guys the and signing those guys to these deals now that they've already done without the hopes that you think they're going to compete because those guys are the sort of the proven veterans and leadership roles and all those kinds of things. I just, I, I, it doesn't quite seem to fit with what they've already been doing in the off
0: season. Okay. I right, I, it'll play out. We'll, we'll never be able to figure, we'll, it'll play. You, you can't, you can't predict, you can't predict Belichick. Like, no, can't. yeah, exactly. I mean, right dude, now he's too busy figuring big, out how he can cheat his way to like, you know, to three extra. Right, and that,
1: that's what that guy does. He wins at all costs. Yeah. Like why wouldn't he sign Cam Newton to kind of keep competing? Like tanking, I don't know if a, you know, he's 68 years old. Like, I don't know if he wants to start tanking and like start throwing seasons away. It that's just true. doesn't feel like Belichick.
0: Yeah. Take a look at Popovich. Doesn't work out. Uh <laughs> So do you wanna do you wanna move on to 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 our the topic of the week, or do you wanna do these bargain bin shopping on futures, which I did no research on?
1: That's fine. We I think we can save them for next week because right. I think they'll still kind of be there they, and stuff. But they, there's there's a couple division winners I'm already looking at, and a couple like um there's a couple draft
0: uh, position guys type things and whatnot for the draft that we can kind of get to. It's yeah, let's down bring, the road. let's so bring them back for next them. week because I want to do a little research on that. Great. Right. Uh, so now, Chris, uh, I had asked <laughs> you to put together a list because I, think, moment we've all I really want to sell this uh, podcast and I feel like the best way to do it is through listicles. Uh, <laughs> last <laughs> week we did one and this week we're doing a new one. Uh, this, I asked you for your top three or five, uh, depending <laughs> on who you, who you like or how many you like, which is, at five you could do 50 after I started thinking about this, but your top three for shits and giggles, quarantine sports movies. So what recommendations what, what do you think are the top three or five movies to watch <laughs> while being quarantined for the next foreseeable future? So
1: in my mind, obviously, these are movies that you could just kind of keep watching over and over again while you're still at home. Totally. Right? Without saying re-watchable, rewatchable, they're movies. very rewatchable. Yeah, okay. So mine, <clears throat> I have uh, I have four, you know what? I'm, I'm going with the fifth because I didn't want to throw the fifth in. I'll get to the fifth I, okay, okay, I okay. throw it because okay. it's an
0: obvious one. Okay. Actually, the two are, but whatever. Okay. Caddyshack is my are, all, is, are these in order or is that number one first?
1: <clears throat> no, these are in no specific order, I don't think.
0: Okay. Uh, Caddyshack. Yeah.
1: It's it's a I mean it's a top movie
0: of all time. It's hilarious. It's completely rewatchable. I'll never not watch it if it comes on. Really? Yeah. It is I love that movie. It's definitely you can pick it up anywhere because the plot doesn't matter. The plot's barely a plot. It's like Yep, there some, is no plot. Some kid who like fucks a a, a girl. <laughs> Is like trying to get a collard scholarship, but he's actually a dipshit, like and kind of yeah. unlikable. Yep. Yeah, uh, Chevy Chase is absolutely incredible. I know everyone's favorite is Bill Murray in that movie, which don't get me wrong, he has got some great lines. It's great, but mm-hmm. Chevy Chase is every scene. I just fast forward to all of his scenes, I love it.
1: Rodney Dangerfield, I think, too, is the underrated. Oh, part. yes,
0: that's well, Ted Knight as well. I mean, I guess we're just yeah, there's, off see, all. there's a lot of great, yeah, there's a lot of great, yeah. It's a, it's, it's definitely a, a, it's definitely a movie of its time. Isn't that a Sam Raimi movie? See it d- d- uh, It's a, n- no. It's a. It's Can't. definitely. It's definitely a uh, movie of Sam its Amy? time. Isn't that the guy's name? Sam Raimi. The guy. Uh, Isn't Ghostbusters? No, I think you're thinking of. Uh, yeah, Harold Ramis. Harold right. Ramis. Thank you. Sam Raimi. Jesus Christ. He's also a filmmaker. Yeah. Oddly enough.
1: Yeah, it uh, is a Harold Ramis directed movie.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, Sam Raimi made Evil Dead. Uh, yeah. It is so. But but so it's a little. It's got a lot of like off colored, like 70s, 80s humor. Humor. It's a lot of sexism. I'm pretty sure Chevy Chase fucks a 16 year old. It's, you know, it's like mm, of the time. But, uh, <laughs> but if you can get past that, it's a great one. All right. What else you got on your list?
1: <laughs> the love interest for him is her name is Lacey Underalls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. So great. All right. Number two. Not in a specific order, but the second one I wrote down major league. Oh, wow. You.
0: You've got the Caddy Shack of baseball movies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love them. I love Major League. It's, it's hilarious.
0: It holds up. Incredible it, ensemble cast. Also incredible, a yep. little
1: sexist and racist. Yep. Yep. Uh, What's, you can't have a good sports movie without sexism
0: and racism. Exactly. I say, All right. Number I say, three. I think, you, I think this Jopu. one's going to
1: surprise you immensely. But I love this movie, and I'll watch it every time it's on. Okay. Kickboxer. Kickboxer. Okay. Kick. Now, so. Wh- I, With Jean-Claude Van Damme Now, is Kickboxer Bloodsport? Oh, shoot. Maybe. Oh, that's the one. Yep, you're right. Yeah, hey,
0: You know what? Th- yeah. It's Bloodsport. It's yes. Bloodsport. Kickboxer is a piece of trash. Not Kickboxer. It's Bloodsport. Yeah. I thought you were... I, I can't believe I screwed that up. It's okay. <laughs> I'm glad I'm here for you. Bloodsport's <laughs> fucking amazing. I love Bloodsport. And, and it was like one of my first favorite movies as a child. I would yes. I I Also, you know, you're... Th- Weak plots in your favorites, like plots are not important. <laughs> like that one, he's well, he's got to go to a death island or something and fight for the.
1: No, he just goes to like Thailand and like avenges like his, his friend gets death, killed, I yeah. think. So he sort of it's, tries. to... It's, yeah.
0: it's it's kind of like Beverly Hills Cop, but boxing, but, <laughs> but death boxing. <laughs> sure. But it does have that one badass dude, and if I knew my ki- my karate movies better, I'd know yeah, his name. Yeah, exactly. But the guy that like has those, ri- and also Jean Claude Van Damme when he gets blinded. Incredible! Mm-hmm. He acts blind amazingly. I think even to the point where he plays a blind man in another movie. Maybe am I wrong? He might be. I don't know. Space Cop, Time <laughs> that's a, Cop. That's a Rucker Howard movie. Time yeah. Cop. Well, it, of course it is. But <laughs> I, but when he's blinded by the sand on the ground and then is like right. finds yeah. his way. Well, it's the white powder that the guy has hidden. Oh, in that's trunks. what it is. I thought it was just sand. I thought he just picked up sand off the ground. No, because they're in the
1: they're in like the dojo place.
0: So they're on they're in like a building. So there's no sand and stuff. And they're on the platform where they fight. But the platform that moves up for no reason, other than so Jean Claude Van Damme can do the splits, right? Yes. Yeah, it turns into a half pipe for no reason. Is no benefit to anyone it makes it ever. More challenging, Chris. Come it on, would make it so that. nonsensical. It would be like, all right, now you have to like just run into each other. Like it would just make it doesn't make any sense. Why You can't run? Yeah, you yeah, can't, can't run. run. You gotta fight. You gotta fight. <laughs> you gotta just also each other ogre
1: is in this movie.
0: Yeah, ogre's a yeah. homie, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They become homies, and then he gets killed. I think, or whatever. It's Everyone dies. That's yeah. it. <laughs> all right. So moving right along, what's your, what's your foreplay? All right.
1: And then there's a lot of other ones I listed in there. It's like the traditional, and you know, like white man can't jump and Talladega Nights. They're all great. So Tin Cup. Yeah. I think it's very underrated.
0: Okay. Movie. I've. I. Yeah. It's. I mean, I don't. You can't talk about the movie without talking about how it ends. Uh, the parallels of maybe John Daly or, or uh, who is the, the, the white the great white shark or whatever. Uh, oh, Greg Norman. Yeah, I you know it's a, it's a total like it's pared down John bring, Daly. You bring Derek up a, you bring up an interesting an interesting point because or maybe a sub note here because I, I personally I don't love Tin Cup I like the cast I like the story but I would say that's Kevin Costner's fourth best sports movie. That, like you could do this with just kevin costner he's been in he's been oh, in yep. he uh, Bull Durham is so rewatchable for me i fucking love that movie i could watch Ugh, Bull Durham a million times over i know you do uh i also i feel the dreams is like one of my favorite movies just short sure, without being the dream, a sports absolutely. movie it's not very rewatchable so it didn't make my quarantine list no uh, it is, I mean, I've watched it a thousand times. I could say yes. it line by line, but I wouldn't like yep. be like, hey, let's get together and I'll watch, you know, yes. Field right. of Dreams. Uh, yep. And draft day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Sleeper How hit. Dare you. Sleeper dare you. hit. It's good. Actually, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't it's that bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. I find it very enjoyable. So I would put those three actually ahead of Tin Cup, but that's just personal opinion. That's sure. just me. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Um, I think we'd be remiss to not also say Big Lebowski just because Kenny Rogers uh, just dropped in uh, is is featured prominently in that movie. Sure, Someone not might, really a sports movie. I, but okay, I, I don't sure. think it's a sports movie either. Um, <laughs> do you have a fifth? Yeah, the fifth is
1: um, it's a two-way tie. It's to me, it's two of my all-time favorites. It's Hoosiers and The Natural.
0: Okay, so now you've en- you've 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 entered into a into a weird territory because you'd also mentioned you'd want to talk about top sports movies you haven't watched but want to, or mm-hmm. dumbest, most overrated sports movie you'll never watch. I'm, There's just one. There's I, just one for that. I, we'll I under, get to that. I understand that. We'll get to that. But the natural is that for me. I don't, mm. I've never seen it. I don't really want to. But, maybe, but I don't know if it's a dumb, overrated sports movie. I just, I, I is it good? I I think most people uh,
1: or of the opinion that you have that it's stupid and it sucks and it's terrible and stuff. I just, I love it. I love the sort of, uh, I, I, I don't even think it's that ridiculous and stuff, but I, I, I like it. I, it's got it's got a great cast. Uh, Kim Basinger, Glenn Close, Barbara Hershey plays the femme fatale. Robert Duvall is great as this asshole sports oh, writer. I love Robert Duvall. Any yeah, and Robert, Robert Duvall is great. Yeah, he's one like, of my
0: favorite actors of all time. Maybe my Joe uh, Joe Don Baker
1: plays. He's only in, it in like at the beginning, but he plays this sort of like off brand. He's supposed to be like the Babe Ruth at that point. Okay, uh, where Robert Redford like just kind of embarrasses Robert him and, like, in like, like a little like the shenanigans cog. like a side of a of of the of the field kind of a thing. Is Robert Redford, Lou Gehrig. What's his? Is he, is, what's uh, I don't know who he's supposed to kind of be based off of, but he, but he's also like this aging guy who, at the beginning of the movie, he's supposed to be this phenom pitcher, and then he gets shot by Barbara Hershey, uh, and then he comes back years later as as he's incredible like hitter. So he's sort of he can sort of hit and pitch kind of thing, and oh. and he's he's this aging guy who's like in his probably in his thirties, maybe in his forties, who where all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere, no one believes that this guy's possible. Wasn't that all, and Robert Duvall's Disney mission movie? is to find out his. His history and his secret, basically. Oh, he wants to get the real
0: story on the
1: natural. Yeah, because he's kind of a sensationalist, like a sports writer kind of a guy and stuff. Huh. Wow,
0: that's right. okay. I, so
1: think it's, I think it's great. And it also has two, uh, I know you're going to love this guy. It, Wilford Brimley is the baseball coach Duh. or the manager. Duh. And then the the sneaky great one, and I love this guy, is Richard Farnsworth, is the, is the assistant. Uh, it's like the bench coach.
0: Okay, I don't know. the. And Farnsworth.
1: I know who you know Richard Farnsworth is. Uh, you, if you look him up, you be like,
0: oh, that guy. That guy's great. He's been in a lot of great movies over the years. He was in Misery. I don't remember ah, his. this his, old coot. Uh, he no. Yeah, he's in. He's in all those Coen Brothers movies too. He might be. Yeah, he, but he, he was Coen. the guy that rode. The, was he the guy that rode the? Yes, the, the tractor. The tractor across the country. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool yes. movie. I like. I that love one. that movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. I don't know. Anyway. If, I don't know if riding a lawnmower is a sports movie, but if it is, it's not. It's not groundskeeper. Best groundskeeper movies of all time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I best saddled band movie. I, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd put Hoosiers in the rewatchable uh, world, but I definitely fucking love that movie and have rewatched it a thousand times. In fact, I think it was one of the first movies after Lost Boys and uh, Cabin Fever that I I made my wife watch with me because huh. I, it's it's so it's so fucking good and it like yeah it's it, it's uh, God it there you know there isn't anybody there's just so many good so many good actors in it. Um, mm-hmm. incidentally, I am, a I am Facebook friends with, uh, the, the, the main kid Maris, uh, whatever from, after I saw that movie, I was like, whatever happened to that dude? And I looked him is. up Maris, Maris Valenus. Uh, so I looked him up and I was like, oh my God, he's just available on Facebook. So we're Facebook friends. It's weird. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also Facebook friends with Rick Kirkham, who's gotten a big, a lot of exposure lately as the, uh, as the, 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 the. the Reality TV producer of, um, on Tiger King. Uh, oh, I don't, know, I don't know if you've been watching Tiger King. I have Netflix. not yet. I'm uh, well, to settle get... in for the best goddamn show in the world. The only thing that's know, keeping barely. people from killing each other. He, like, we need to, we need to, everyone needs to band together and get, get this guy out of prison. Spoiler alert. Uh, just because, um, and you'll learn he's in prison within their first two seconds of watching it. But, right. yeah. Uh, just because he's the one thing keeping social distancing from collapsing. Like, everyone fucking, it's amazing. But uh, (laughs) I'm sure he'll get pardoned by the president. Oh, he might actually. So anyway, uh, that's a that's a sidebar. Um,
1: What's your top?
0: You want to hear my top? I want to hear your. I want. I just want to know like why you love Hoosiers and what's your favorite part of Hoosiers. For that's. that's
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Why? I mean, it's it's basketball. Uh, and I, I, it was one of my, I probably the first movies I can remember watching and, and start rewatching as a child. And I think every time we friends got together, like even birthday parties and stuff, I think we would just start watching that movie. Um, uh, favorite part. Um, man, that's a quick, I don't know. I've never really thought about that. Like the, the whole movie I think is, There's is a, but I feel like it's,
0: it kind of ebbs. and Like, I feel like it's got like some peaks and valleys. Like it is like there are, there are big- I also love Gene Hackman. He's one of my favorite actors of all
1: time. I I, didn't, I plays. I He plays this guy. I he's a this. coach where you. You're, I don't think you're supposed to like
0: him. No, but you do. Um, yeah, you do. And then also, uh, uh, what's he's his name? Tough, I'm trying to He's like, a tough his- lesson coach. And I know you're thinking Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Dennis, great. Ho- Dennis When he hands the reins to De- spoiler yep. alert to Dennis yep. Hopper to coach that one game, gives him that hmm. brief moment so his son will be proud of him and give him a little bit of of uh you know spirit, even though the game's like sort of. You know, gets himself yep. kicked out of the game. That yep. is just fucking. That's that sort of shows like that. he is yep. he is unlikable, but he is also kind of he unlikable. He knows what he's doing. And, yeah, and it's got a great heel in it, which is also the heel of the team in a uh, in Major League, uh, which is the fuck you, Joe Boo guy. <laughs> he's like the shit dad.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 and like the dads. That hate him. That got the, yeah. the kids got kicked they're off or whatever. They had to shitty. come back. They're so shitty. The hands. Yeah, yeah, they're so. Yeah. They're Actually, sh- the other the other part of that movie too. The the moment um, is when he. I think when the guy gets kicked out or he, or he fouls out and then he's like, "No, I'm going to play with i I'm going to play with my four guys." Yeah. And the rest, like you, you can't. He's like, I, I can. It's within the rules. This is what we're doing. Instead of bringing in the other guy, he just, he's like, we're playing with four. And I was like, yes,
0: man. Like that's yeah. it's a teaching moment. I love yeah. that kind of stuff. It's all about teaching moments, and that's oh, why, that's why. God they, God he, I love it. And he also First, gets, a, oh, he gets a little ass from a teacher. Wait, isn't Barbara nice. Hershey in that yeah, movie too? exactly. He yeah. gets he gets a little Barbara Hershey ass. She's mm-hmm. she yes. just was making the rounds of all the old timey sports <laughs> movies back in the day.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Uh, I love it. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna list off a couple. Okay. Uh, that I think are completely amazing, um, mm-hmm. and and I don't, you don't necessarily have to agree with me or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, my favorite. Now, I love football movies for some reason. Sure. Uh, my, I, It's a tie. There's a lot I've, of them. I have two that are my favorites, uh, and and I go back and forth on which one I love the most. Uh, unnecessary roughness. North Dallas Forty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did, oh. I, I saw that movie in the theaters actually. <laughs> the, the unnecessary roughness with Kathy Island is the king. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sinbad, yeah, Sinbad <laughs> doing dance moves on the on the football field, yeah, uh, yeah. North Dallas Forty, not the most uplifting movie, but it's a fucking tour de force. Um, mm. If you haven't seen it, Nick Nolte's fucking incredible. The great country singer uh, Mac Davis is in it. It's huh? all it's it's all about football scandals in the seventies, which are the same scandals that are happening now. Uh, <laughs> a great opening scene: Nolte in the bathtub smoking a joint. It's like mm. it's it's very dialogue driven. Not a lot of not a lot of football action, but it's a fucking it's a cool movie. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a like a I don't know. I, w- I, w- I want to say it's like a kind of an activist movie. Uh, and mm. it's a movie that wouldn't be made now because all they do is glamorize movies. Sure. Um, I, I guess it's three movies, a three way tie that I, of of sports or football movies. I also love The Last Boy Scout. Oh my god, <laughs> Tony Scott. <laughs> It's an incredible fucking picture. If you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it for you at all. It's also a cautionary tale of how the NFL might turn out. Uh, it, is, it is absolutely incredible movie. I highly recommend you watch it. Um, it is, is it Damon Wayans? I'm pretty sure it's Damon Wayans, right? Yes,
1: it is Damon, yeah. Damon Wayans.
0: Man, it is fucking good. I will rewatch that for sure if you haven't maybe seen maybe it. snort. <laughs> and third and probably the best, mm. Varsity Blues. Oh yeah, yeah. Varsity it's Blues. It's it's John Voight as the evil villain again. Mm-hmm. Another cautionary tale movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of which take place in the NFL. This one's high school. It's mm-hmm. it's getting players to play. It's, it's high play. school. It's play, players playing injured. It's players playing on roids. Uh, James, I don't James, want your life, James. Exactly. Super quotable. James Vanderbeek, <laughs> a fat guy who eats fucking pancakes by a hole. Uh, with a pig as a mascot, a human ma- like his own personal mascot uh, <laughs> gets his bell rung pretty hard. A shitty dad, a shitty coach. Uh, it's a, it is a, it's fuck- it's a rewatchable movie. Watch it, it watching like James that. I like Van Der- that James Vanderbeek breaking his no- dad's nose because yep. he's <laughs> being an asshole at a fucking yep. party is Great. the most awesome redneck moment that's definitely happened to someone in real life. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. And you, I—we've all wanted to do that ourselves yeah, I'm sure. It's up one time. Yep, and yeah, it yeah, fucking yeah. does yep. it. Um, yep. So Varsity Blues is my is my definitely the, the top movie. I would say I could watch that movie. It's the Shawshank Redemption of fo- of football movies for me. <laughs> I can watch it all the time. I think uh, you might be right about that actually, because of, of football movies. It's Friday
1: Night Lights is good, but I, I don't really want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. It's too deep. No. It's too dark. There's yeah, and Wildcats, like, I don't, nah. I, I love Wildcats, but I sort of love the memory of
0: Wildcats. Yeah, don't go back and watch it.
1: The only, the only other one I kind of came up with was for a football movie, and there's so many of them too, that I, I sort of at least enjoyed or whatever, and The Last Boy Scout's not one of them, but uh, <laughs> it's the original, The Longest Yard. Uh, well, Burt Reynolds, Reynolds right? is is kind of, it's kind of a good movie. I enjoy it, actually. It's fun. It's not too serious, but it is also, it's got some underlying tones of seriousness to it. Yeah.
0: Definitely, it's, it's a actually I, I, to me. That's actually. Uh, I, I, I might, I might check that one out. I might, I might watch that. I think that yeah. that's that's one that I've. I don't think I've ever seen, and I definitely that might be one that I I need to put on the list. Um, I got a couple more quickly, and okay. then, then I'll be yep. done with this. Um, I've been watching a lot of Christian Slater movies lately. He's kind of my quarantine god. He's my quarantine <laughs> angel. He's my angel of the quarantine. Uh. Hard rains next on the list for me. When John Sargent, Ooh. we're gonna watch that one together, uh, probably yeah. tomorrow. But Gleaming the Cube, it is a, yeah. it is a, I, it's my favorite skateboard movie. Uh, oh, it's, it's got terrible, terrible skateboarding, uh, like reenactment reenactments, but actually really great. They use a lot of like the Paul Peralta guys. Rodney Mullen skates as Christian Slater. Mike McGill skates as Christian Slater. I'm pretty sure Tony Hawk skates as Christian Slater. It's not but they all have to wear a wig (laughs) so it looks really weird super jarring to be like oh that's not christian slater it's just a guy in a wig uh with a different skateboard than what he was using a minute ago but it is it's a it's it i just had to put it out there because christian slater is he just there isn't a christian slater movie that you can't watch once um yeah and then uh and and last but not least in this one uh it's, it's probably not popular, but I really liked I saw this movie in the theater, and I think it's re- totally rewatchable, and maybe better than the real story that it takes place about, and that is Miracle. <laughs> the story of the Miracle on a wow. ho- U.S. hockey team. It is oh. surprisingly God. fucking great. It is, it's it's oh. concise. It's oh. fairly accurate to the story. It's a great portrayal of of. The coach, um, and it and it's it kind of it's a it's it's a it gets to all the good parts of the heartwarming story that it, that it was in the time and place. And it, if you haven't seen it, I, I Kurt Russell, right? As it's Kurt coach? Russell, and he fucking crushes it. And he looks good as like a seventies eighties kind of guy. Like he wears. He looks good top. no matter what. He does. He's a fucking dreamboat and easy yeah. on the eyes for sure. Mm, mm. Uh, anyway, so those are those, those are my point mine. Uh, mm. But I, but I wanted to, I wanted to hear what your, what your top sports movies you haven't watched are, so I can, so I can maybe uh, watch them, or maybe I've seen them. I don't know.
1: Okay, yeah, well, so actually, so the top of my list was the one uh, that you was one of your favorites. rewatchables, is North Dallas Forty. I don't think oh, I've ever God watched it.
0: Goddamn, dude, treat yourself. It's so okay, fucking awesome. I, I will. It's so great. I, will. I have the North Dallas Forty movie poster. Uh, oh, I love oh, that oh. movie so much. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice my, right, my other ones, put it up, uh, i, I had it. i kind of had a list of them
1: because there are a lot of them that kind of came up and i like they sound kind of good um rush which is about a, a like formula one racing auto racing hmm, it's with know. chris hemsworth i think and uh someone else i can't remember who the other guy is in it but it looks it's supposed to be really good it looks good actually too i think okay all right um sugar is about a one of like a dominican baseball player this was like Ooh. maybe 10 within 15 years it was made, um, mid two thousands, maybe, uh, Dominican baseball player gets like signed by like a major league team. And then it's sort of like his journey, like coming into America and kind I of what happened definitely and, watch that movie. Yeah. And it kind of, I think it was kind of like what you're saying about the parallels with like the NFL. I think this is kind of shows like the parallels of like, uh, major league baseball and like racism and, and all those other kinds of things, of uh, uh, trying to, um, cultural kind of effects and whatnot too. Um, the damn United, is a movie apparently about a um, there's a uh, English soccer team called Leeds United, and this one is about this coach who I think I think was oh, in the '70s lasted I think less than a month, and this movie is I think it's I think it's a drama, but it's kind of like um, I don't want to say it's like uh, it's kind of it's humorous though at the same time. Okay, and it's I don't know if it's a it's funny not quite British a British comedy. Yeah, but it's not quite a spoof, but it shows like it, apparently that situation was just ridiculous in itself. About when he got hired and tried to coach this team, and I don't think any of them sort of took to him. And it's uh,
0: uh, Michael Sheen is is the soccer coach. Of course it is, right? Uh, so that re- one actually are they, looks really are they good gonna, and interesting. Are they going to remake this as like this last year's in uh, American version of this last year's Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> team? Probably. <laughs> Who would play Kevin Love? <laughs> Uh, the other um, uh, slap shot, which I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. I, I have. It's long as fuck. It is is it? surprisingly like the? It's not. It's not worth. It's not what you like. People that love hockey love that movie because they love oh, yeah. hockey and it's got the Anderson brothers or whatever. It is. Yeah. It. I. Uh, I wouldn't. I've never really wanted to see it, but I kind of always did at the same it's time. It's two hours long, which is about oh. uh, about. Forty minutes too long. I just watch <laughs> the Bad News Bears. You know, okay. it's just bad. Yeah, totally. Watch yeah. some Walter the, Matthau. Bad News Bears was actually on the near the top of my rewatch. I love. I love anything Walter Matthau in. He's so yeah. fucking good in it. It's, yeah. uh,
1: and you know what? And uh, uh, sexist, cultural insensitive, racist in that movie
0: too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. I think he might say the n word a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah. <he probably> <laughs> <does>. <laughs> All right, and then uh, the final one I'll go with was uh, it's without limits. Oh no, idea! And it's it's one of the two Steve
0: Prefontaine movies that came out in the late. Oh 80s. yeah, yeah, they came out at the same time. It was like when, when there were two like Friends with Benefits movies, like one with Aston yeah. like Ashton <laughs> and one with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, but there like, two they, like when the two Steve studios did this a lot, where they made like two competing movies of the same yeah theme or,
1: or plot or whatever. Yeah, but like but this one stars Billy Crudup years. instead of Jared Leto. Oh, Billy Crudup's is such a dick. Yeah, but he's probably good in this one though. Also, awesome, well, but okay. But what puts this one over the top for me is that Matthew Lillard
0: is in this version. How to the yes. That wins every award. I, I I'm in. I'm in. He's, he Matthew Lillard is a, in and of it himself a, a rewatchable. And I know this is not news to anyone who listened to us 3 years ago when we did an entire Matthew Lillard show. Yep. But uh, yeah. That's,
1: that's the, that the ringer or the whatever it was yep.
0: called the back then, stole. Stole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when, they, back when they used to steal stuff from us and cared about us, God, those were the days. Uh, <laughs> they're like, actually, we've moved beyond you. We're going to sell to Spotify. Goodbye. I'm like, God damn it! We used to love it when you stole from us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what's your, uh, what's your dumbest, most overrated sports movie that you'll never watch?
1: Okay, um, it's the worst, and my least favorite is it's Rudy. Oh God. I, I, Hate that movie so fucking much! It's the dumbest, most ridiculous movie ever. I've why, uh, don't, I, why I don't can't understand why everyone loves that thing so much. That movie, it's like it's everyone puts it such like, like a pedestal. Like it should have won like awards or something. What? It's dumb.
0: No. Well, first it's of all, terrible movie. That kid's a shitty actor, and the guy that plays the Rock, I think he's in it. I honestly don't. Is it John Favreau? Don't they adopt him or something? It's weird. I I always got Rudy and Lucas mixed up in my mind when I was a kid. <laughs> like as it turns out, Lucas is the movie that like. Corey Ham was getting raped by Charlie Sheen during, but like, I don't like, maybe there's not as many parallels as I thought, but I would agree with you. I, I don't, I don't, you've never seen Rudy though? I've watched it. I don't know if I've watched the whole thing entirely because I can't get through it because it's so fucking well, stupid. The whole point of- is the end. The whole point's the end. The whole yeah. point's the end. That's what, yeah. you, if you've never seen, I think you just want the like little moment where he gets on the field and everyone's like chanting Rudy and then uh and then he does the thing and everyone and like happy. i don't
1: even know if he like he makes a play He's just in uh, but apparently even there's there's even a, uh, an interview with i don't know who does it with um joe montana who went who's a notre dame alum who even said uh, and, 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 knows what, for however reason he didn't play then, but he knows for a fact that the whole team hated Rudy and made fun of him all the time. <laughs> and they didn't rue and cheer for him. And, and like, dude, do, I don't think they did like the Jersey thing where they all put the jerseys in the table, like in the, the coach's office or whatever.
0: <laughs> I, Cause the story's not uh, even true. I actually, love that here. you're diminishing the, uh, diminishing the, the memory of Rudy Rudiger. Um, in the same vein, I, so I, I was thinking about old movies, and, uh, and, it's, and this is what made me think of it was actually, and this is full circle, here we go, the Kenny Rogers picture of him with the Steelers, is, it's, it's Kenny Rogers with Terry Bradshaw, Joe Green, Lynn Swan, and Rocky Blyer. And when I was a kid, this movie used to come on TV all the time called Fighting Back, and it was the Rocky Blair, Blyer story, and it was... I don't know if you know the story of Rocky Blyer, but basically he, w- he he went to Vietnam and lost a foot and came back and got and, and won Super Bowls with the Steelers with like a, a half a foot. Which is Whoa. which is pretty cool. And and way way cooler than than Rudy at yeah. all like that's the movie. Like you like don't watch fucking Rudy. Watch Fighting Back, the Rocky Blyer story. It's definitely it's, it's way better. Yeah. Yeah, or Brian's song, or one of those. Yeah, right? you to have a good exactly. cry. Watch Brian's yeah, song. Yeah, but does Robert Ehrlich play? <laughs> <laughs> who is Who? Who is Gail Sanders or in that? Sayers? The, Sayers in that? Yeah. Uh, uh, mm, That's a sad one, right? That's a I'm sad. not sure. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. That that one, it, like you're you're crying. It's weird. You're crying in that. In in fighting back, the Rocky Blair story. Uh, Steelers owner Art Rooney is played by Art Carney. <laughs> There's <just> like <laughs> Art. Ah, fucking no. Is there an Art out there? Yeah, yeah. Carney. Yeah. He's not doing much. Carney. Uh, well, yeah. He's a comedian, right? No, let's <laughs> put, put him in a serious role. Hey, uh, Oh, Gail Sayers is Billy D. Williams. There you go. I knew it was someone awesome. Yeah, and James Con. Oh goddamn, dude. That's a fucking. James Con pl- play, uh, plays uh, Brian Piccolo that's a monster that's a monster cast that is monster monster i don't know if i'd rewatch it that's like rewatching old yeah it's not a rewatchable, <laughs> but it's a it's a watchable yeah oh entirely like if you yeah. haven't watched that yet go watch that go one. watch it give yeah. get yourself a good cry yeah oh man a couple of boxes of tissues yeah it's a crier yeah. and it feels yeah. good it's a crier send your wife or girl away for away for the weekend or bring her in maybe maybe, maybe. you want to cry with her yeah, believe me. Fight, if you're comfortable doing that, fighting back the tears when Kenny died as I was playing records was a weird moment. I'm, I was like, I don't want my wife to see me cry over Kenny Rogers. I'm gonna go upstairs, <laughs> go upstairs and have a sad man cry in a room alone on the side of a bed, on the end of the bed. I had a dad cry on the end of the bed.
1: <laughs> we sit there with like your with your hands like on your knees. Yeah, my shoulders over. My shoulders heaving.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking out the window, <laughs> longingly, just like a loss for words. Goddamn, dude, this has been a long episode. we got to wrap it up. This is almost an hour right. and a half. But All Kenny, right. you're worth it. Chris, you're worth it. Stay healthy and happy out there uh, if you can. And uh, end of days, bitch.
1: All right. Peace. finished
0: speaking, he turned back toward the window. Crushed out a cigarette. it off to sleep. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler, he broke even. But in his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got no when to hold them, no when to fold them.